You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops and Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. That was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, let's do this. It's a new week. It's Monday. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Man, we're going to talk a lot about hockey today. Hockey this, hockey that. Hockey here, hockey there. Greg Millen, you heard him on the broadcast on Saturday night. In the NHL on Sportsnet, Hockey Night in Canada. Going to join us at 730 Break down that 6-5 overtime loss to the Dallas Stars at the Dome on Saturday night. Look ahead to their game tonight in Los Angeles against the Kings. Um, A start that Matty Rose doesn't like. 8-30 start late for you. You know what? I'm okay with this one. What? I'm okay with this one. One of my best friend's birthdays uh, has got a birthday dinner at 7 o'clock, so I can actually make it and then get home and watch the game. So oh, look at a you. A little bit of uh, ulterior uh, motivation to enjoy yes. an 8.30 start today. I was going to say, because usually you complain about 8.30 starts. Yeah, don't worry. I'll be right back on the complain train tomorrow okay. for the 8 o'clock start. But for today, it works out perfectly. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to yep. get a nice big nap in during the day. Nice. Try and preempt it a little bit for my, you know, two and a half hour nap that yep. we get after 8.30 start. Yeah. Two and a half hour nap. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to not complain about the 8.30 start for the rest of the show. You know the what? rest of the show. You know what I don't Promise. know? I don't know Patrick's nap schedule. Patrick, what is your nap schedule? Oh, yeah, sometimes it I nap, sometimes I don't. Nap. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know why my voice gets so high sometimes. Really? Really? It all depends on what got going on during the day. Look at you. Yeah, I'm definitely a napper. Yeah, I there's like in order of things that are important to my day, it's like my meals, yep. uh, my nap, mm-hmm. uh, lately walking the dog and where work, does this show rank out? in this? Oh, the show. Like well, the show is like on the list. It's like its own entity. Like I just wake up, I do this thing, and then I like go home and I go to bed. Yeah. and I wake up and then I go through the rest of my day. Right. Like I'm I'm up for like eight hours, I, and I get up, I come directly and, here, I do the show, yeah. I go home, I have a meal, I go to bed. We're really fortunate um, for what we do here. And yeah. We're only here for three hours doing the show, banging it up. You're only here for three. I'm here for like four and a half. Yeah, you're right. And then um, Patrick and Alex are here a lot longer too. Yeah, uh, but at the they same stay time, later. I've been in the business for 15 years, so no sympathy. Yeah. So um, then you realize like how many people don't work during the day either. You're like, well, I know no. I work today. Yeah. Do you have jobs? Do you not have jobs? Do you work shift work? Like the world continues to go while we get out there and there's still a lot of people around. Like I, I do enjoy having the free time during the day because there's less people oh yeah but you're 100 percent correct like there's a lot of times where i'll be wandering around downtown walking my dog i'm like what do you do for a living yeah what is your gig afternoon nights that on on this day or yeah yeah Yeah. you see like a monday like 10 30 people are like boozing on a patio you're like what do you do for a living yeah what what is your job if you're boozing on a 10 30 on monday on a patio how do i get into your line of work you're doing it right yeah well you and i when the weather's gonna get nicer we'll be golfing at that time yes sir better believe it yeah um speaking of golf Mm mm-hmm the Valspar Championship, my goodness. Is that what no. you were going to say? No. Oh, Live um, Golf. How about them fireballs? Is that what you were going to say? I'm going to say there was a four-person playoff in Live Golf. No. Um, we're giving away a round for four at Wingfield Golf Club all week. Oh, like real-life human golf in yes. Calgary. Awesome. And a foursome, too. That's significant. Yeah. That's so if you have three you friends, and three awesome. Friends. Yeah. If you don't, maybe three family members, maybe three enemies. I don't know. You probably can't use it right away, but I assume that sooner rather than later, this is a pretty great deal. Uh, you vis- get your first round taken care of? Like, is there anything better? No, nothing better. Visit them on uh, their website, wingfieldgolf.ca. We're giving away a round of four at the Wingfield Golf Club all week. The question today on the text line. Mm-hmm. 
By the way, I mentioned Greg Millen's on. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't do the rest of the show. I just want to do that real quick. Okay. Yeah. Is it going to relate to your text question? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Uh, Greg Millen, Hockey Night Canada, NHL on Sportsnet, former NHL goaltender, 730. Uh, Dennis Bernstein, senior writer and Series XM NHL host, the fourth period, will join us at eight o'clock. Tee up the LA Kings side of things, and he can look around the league. Dennis is super dialed in. Those dudes on the fourth period are really dialed in. Yeah, he does a great job, especially with the Western Conference. And they got Dave Pignota, who does a lot of stuff out in the Eastern Conference, but they're dialed in across the league. Uh, and he's really dialed in on the LA Kings. So we'll talk to him at 8 mm-hmm. o'clock. And uh, our man, Peter Labardius, a Flames analyst for Sports at 960 The Fan, will also probably get a life lesson from Lou at 8.30. Uh, but we're giving away. Uh, we got lots of prizes this week. It's always fun when we got prizes to give our listeners. Because we love that you interact with the show mm-hmm. and inundate our text line, even though there's not a prize to be won. You still do it anyway. We appreciate but it. I love it even more when you inundate our text line and there's you're going to get something out of it. Yeah. Potentially a, a prize. So we're giving away a uh, round for four at Wingfield Golf Club. You don't even have to be really a big golfer. No. Go out there. Bring Maybe some you're buddies. thinking about getting into golf this yeah. year. You're going to go out there, hack it around. Have a few beers on the cart. Listen, first round, we're all probably hacking it up a little it's true. bit. Absolutely. Uh, you'd feel. feel that much better about it if it's free. You didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. Um, 96960, name and location. Today's text question is this. Mm-hmm. Jacob Markstrom smashes goalie sticks mm-hmm. like I smash blank. Mm-hmm. Jacob Markstrom smashes goalie sticks like I smash blank. 960-960, name and location. Uh, the best text. Maybe, we'll, I don't know when we can mix in some phone calls. If you got some sharp uh, shooters right after 7 o'clock, like 7.15, we could probably... Is that a, a little early there. for that? You know what? I, I don't know if we're going to give the prize away or get any winners. But it's an open part of the program. Yeah. Uh, get them coming in right now, 960-960. You got to tell us who you are in your location to have a chance to win. Because I don't know if we want to cut Dennis or Lou short. No, uh, especially like... when Lou's going to give us a life lesson. So uh, tons on the Calgary Flames. Um, 6-5 overtime loss. What a wild game against the Dallas Stars. A series that was so tight last year. All of a sudden, it's a goal fest every time these guys play each other. It's only, what, 20 goals that we've seen? 22 goals? What was it? 6-5 the final? 22 goals in three games? And I think it was uh, Rasmus Anderson who said, well, would we have 10 goals in seven games last season in the playoffs against these guys? Yeah. And then here we just couldn't Insane. check our hat. Insane. As Lou would say. Um, Flames lose 6-5, but on the positive side, because I, I want to be positive during this playoff run. Yeah. Hey, you've been doing a pretty good job. I want to say. I want to be positive, Pete. Mm-hmm. I want to be uh, glass, half full, Hank. Yeah. I want to be uh keep going the bright side of things, Ben. Okay, that one was wordy, but all right, I yeah. liked it. I wanna be um sunny disposition, Sam. Mm. When it comes to the flames. Yeah, sure. I would have liked something with a D at the end rather than Sam, but that's fine. Okay. We can work with it. Um I wanna be uh good mood mark. Um during that this was, flame. That was just bad. Yeah, I think we bad. need to move on. Um flames now uh waking up this morning. <laughs> Four points back of the Jets for that second wild card. Jets lost yesterday. Ugly loss. In yesterday Louis was a great to the, to the Blues out um, of town scoreboard. And even uh, and Patrick, uh, you can talk to you can speak to this. What even rubs extra salt in the wounds of the Winnipeg Jets? A Winnipeg native beat them yesterday, right? I didn't even watch the game. Oh wow, Joel Hofer. Yeah, former Western League standout and uh, one of the best goalies in the AHL the last couple of years, and him and Dustin Wolf. He didn't get credit for the shutout because he had to go, uh, he had a skate issue, so he had to leave the net for like a, like a minute or something. So he doesn't get credit for the shutout. Isn't that dumb? I'm mad about this. Yeah, that's, yeah. This frustrates has, me. And by the way, um, I you, you didn't watch the game because I wanted to ask you about that Nikolai Ehlers, uh, Brady Jen fight. Hey, good for Nikolai Ehlers to drop the gloves, but man, did he get filled in did he get by Braden over Shen. yesterday? Yeah. Uh, he got oh, hit with no. so many rights, he was begging for a left. So, <laughs> Flames uh, down four points to the Jets. Flames all of a sudden, one game in hand. Don't look now. Flames only six points back of the Kraken. Not bad. Six points of the Kraken, although Seattle has one game in hand. And they've won like six of their last ten games. Like, they're not slipping the way that Winnipeg is. They're but just, Winnipeg is they're just behind fading Edmonton. hard. 
And uh, the Nashville Predators got their doors blown off 7-0 by the Rangers yesterday. Uh, still, Predators one point behind the Flames, but two games in hand. But things looking good for the Calgary Flames. I know oh. overtime continues to be a sour spot for this team. Can't get those overtime dubs. It's actually... They it's, had the way better opportunities in overtime, oh, and they too. Hit, it wasn't it, even close. Shocker. They hit a post where it could have went in. They, what, three in the game? Yeah, like, it's it's just... It's actually unbelievable how the Flames can't get it done what was in closer, a three-on-three. The Anderson crossbar or the Backlund tap-in on the back, on the back door that, uh, he, that just hopped over his stick? And, and he dropped an enormously loud F-bomb going to the bench. Oh. Did you hear it at the game? I watched him do it. It was about... Four feet away from the bench, and he went full, like, fist down, fudge. scream. Fudge. Fudge. Yeah. You can hear it on the broadcast. Yeah. Big and then Rick, big, Rick, big Rick Ball goes, oh, he's frustrated. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> the Flames lose 6-5. Really? Um, in a game that was wild. Can't really fault Markstrom on a lot of those, especially the second goal where he's looking at the ref going, dude, like, you got to get out of the way. Because he hits the ref with the clearing attempt. Yeah. Bounces right to the stars. They make it 2 nothing in the blink of an eye. And good for the Flames for fighting back. Two two-goal deficits. Fought back. Took the lead. And then all of a sudden, uh, in overtime, uh, and an, a great skilled player like Jason Robertson makes an incredibly skilled play. Finishes that game 6-5 in overtime. But a big-time point. And I know that game in Arizona earlier this week at the Mullet, Last week, that one stung. I think Saturday stung, but at least the team's not losing in regulation. At least you're getting these points. I believe it's one regulation loss in their last seven. Like, they're hanging around, yeah. and you have things happen like yesterday. You know, the Flames' playoff hopes had bounced back down to, like, 20 25% based on a couple of public models. And uh, check this morning over a money puck. They're right back up to 40%, given the results yesterday, plus the Flames earning just a single point. Uh, and the Jets have dropped again. They're down to just 63% over at Money Puck. So, like we've played the played the old uh, uh, dumb dumber clip. You know, there's so you're saying there's a chance. There is. It certainly still feels like it. Like I, I don't know, but I I watched a good chunk of that Jets third period against the Blues yesterday. Yep. Yeah, they they they're struggling, as uh, Joe Namath would say, uh, struggling right now, and they can't score. And Kyle Connor, the frustration on Kyle Connor has like what one goal in his last like thirteen games or something, uh, Patrick, for a guy who they need him to produce at an elite level. He's just been struggling mightily lately. The team's struggling. You see the frustration. Morrissey's back, great, mm -hmm. but they just could not muster anything against the Blues, especially when they had that massive four-minute power play. Nothing. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing for the Winnipeg Jets. Hey, yeah, this they're, they're getting nothing from the wingers there. Like, only Nino Niederreiter's been the only one chipping in, really, Oof. since coming over. Connor's been, not been scoring. Wheeler's not been scoring. Ehlers has, like, a goal, maybe two goals in his last 15. It's not good right now. Okay, I, I don't want to – I hate patting myself on the back. I don't like to do that because mm -hmm. I own my mistakes just as much as I own things that I've actually said correctly. Mm -hmm. Didn't I say a few a uh, couple months ago I wasn't a believer in the Jets and you both were like, come on. Didn't I say that? Yeah. I go, I don't know about the Jets. You're like, come on. Jets are a good team. Blah, 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 blah. Mm, I don't They're know if I said hard. Jets had a good team, but I always said, hey, Connor Hellebuck could win the Vesna this year. And all of a sudden, uh, and it can't, what, can't blame him on a breakaway that's pretty much a penalty shot from Verona, nope. which iced that game yesterday. But they're fading hard. And, again, important back-to-back -back here for the Flames. Um, Vladar's going to play one of these games, right? They got two back-to-backs left. They got one in April with, I think it's like their fifth and sixth last games. I don't know if he will. Like, I, I'm not blaming him for anything on Saturday because I thought he was good again. Mm -hmm. A lot of those goals you can't really, not not his fault. Um, But you have to worry a little bit about fatigue here. Mm -hmm. And he didn't look as sharp on Saturday like he has this entire month, as you've aptly named him Jacob March. Strum, yeah, yeah, which, which I think is very clever. Thank you very much. Um, I think yep. Vladar might he might get the start in Anaheim against the Ducks. I wouldn't be they suck shocked. Yeah, they're yeah. they're just awful. But I don't know. This is also uh, Dan Vladar, who in his last appearance got hit pretty hard by the Boston Bruins and 
Yep. Essentially forced Jacob Markstrom into play. We haven't seen him since. They didn't want him to, and we haven't seen him since. And, you know, this is not a coach who just hands out freebies, right? No. So um, the lineup was interesting on Saturday, too. Milan Lucic scratched. Everyone's dream. Milan Lucic was scratched. Nick Ritchie into the lineup. Yep. They'll probably be interchangeable for the rest of the way here. Scored a big goal. Sure did. Yep. All I thought Dewar was great again. I thought Dewar was... He's he's a difference maker. I thought maker. he was solid. Like, he got demoted okay, after maybe, the first period. Okay, maybe great is strong. Mm. I thought he was solid. Uh, but to me, the a couple big, good shifts there in the third and the second period that really helped the team. Uh, something that was really eyebrow raising mm-hmm. that had me in a surprise face. Mm-hmm. Uh, no shifts for Nazem Kadri in overtime. Yeah. And Michael That's Backlund a, had like six. Yeah. So no, Backlund was your, cooking. Your prized free agent acquisition. Oh, yeah. He's in Chateau Bow Wow right now um, <laughs> with the head coach. I like that. Yeah. Chateau Bow Wow. Because he definitely is. Um, because you don't put Nazem Kadri out in overtime. Well, he hasn't been good enough lately. No. Like, this is a guy who has... But he is playing with Dubé and Lewis. Like, throw me a freaking bone here, too. Dylan Dubé was a top-line player with Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli for a lot of the year. And listen, when he got put with Lewis and Kadri, that was about I... as close as to a healthy scratch as you can get if you're Nazem Kadri. Yeah. Like, he's not going to get put in the rafters to watch a game. But no. if you want to send a message, you're playing fourth-line center minutes. Yeah. And has he responded incredibly well? Maybe, Not maybe tonight's the night after I thought, sitting in the overtime. I thought for the first like five, ten minutes of that game when he was playing with Lewis and Lucic, I really liked them. He was moving his feet, he was engaged, he was being physical, but it just kind of faded as the game went on. Like he gets frustrated playing with guys that, you know, maybe aren't up to the offensive level that he is, like a Lewis, like a Lucic. Yeah. And I understand the frustration. He hasn't been able to find a partner. We've talked about it. You think about Lindholm and Toffoli. They've been a tandem for almost the entire season. Think about Backlund and Coleman. They've been a tandem for almost the entire season. They've tried every other winger on Nazem Kadri's side. Manjapani, Dubé, Huberto, Peltier, even the guys that have stuck. Toffoli had some time there as well. No one has been able to click with this guy. So there's a problem there. And they got to try and figure out a way to solve that here in the last little bit. Because the thing is, if you can get Nazem Cotter going as well and add that to your offense when you've already got guys like Toffoli clicking and Backlund going yep. the way he is, all of a sudden that center depth that we talked about going into the season that was going to be so positive for the Flames and help them so much, especially in the playoffs, mm-hmm. well, then it'll actually be relevant. Um, lots to discuss on the Flames 6-5 overtime loss on Saturday night against the Stars. As I mentioned, Greg Millen, Dennis Bernstein, Peter Labardius. We're giving away a foursome all week to the Wingfield Golf Club. Um, it's very easy. You shoot us a text. Jacob Markstrom smashes goalie sticks like I smash blank. Jacob Markstrom smashes goalie sticks like I like I smash blank. Later on, too, in the show, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the answer. If you're a Calgarian, what's the chances of you surviving a zombie apocalypse? Oh. We'll do that later on in the show. Right on. I'll talk about odds for uh, perfect NCAA bracket. They're very small, I believe. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little I'm gonna I'm gonna break your brain with some of the <laughs> the statistics behind it. Okay. The unlikelihood of picking a, a perfect bracket. Like are you oh you're gonna do like some comparisons? Like it's as equal to yes. this likely. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, but real quick, because I want to get to the Rose Report, because you have a ton of stuff to do. Heaps. So we want to get to this. Um, the uh, the beer league soccer team yesterday. Oh, after, big game after being zero and seven on the season. Oh, here we go, boys. Uh, we played the team with the guy wearing the um the monarchs, yeah. the Nike Air Monarchs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We were down three nothing, and we ended up tying three three, which is essentially like a like a win for us. Uh, hey, it felt a draw like is, a win. A draw is a good result at this point. It right? felt like a win. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, it was it was a big win. Well, hey, you your, just your, need your boy scored from a set piece. Oh, a little so bit of a, a, free a kick, play. Hammered it in. Wow. Yeah. Just uh, I was bend yeah. it like Beckham or what? What, what, what was that? What was the draw? I was what? laying balls like I was messy yesterday. Sorry, That's what? My past. There it is. Yeah, you can. That's yeah. A good so, um, big three three draw, and a guy on the other team goes, "Hey, are you uh, are you George from the fan? Because I recognize <laughs> your voice." I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, were you, were you like really calling like... him names? Were you chirping no, him like you were chirping the Saskatchewan chirping. Rush on Friday? No. That was, was fun, hey? Yeah, we actually, yeah, we went to the game on Friday night. That was super fun. 
I was Austin seventeen thousand pals yeah, watching crazy. the Roughnecks. Um, I was really like giving it to the Saskatchewan team. I, I I want you to see if you can recall any of your chirps because I want you to share them in the morning report because there were some good ones for the Saskatchewan team that, hey, everyone in our section thought you were just spot on, and I had to agree. Well, I had the young lady cheers me going good chirps. She did. She said good chirps, and and yeah. they were trying their best to like follow in your way. Yeah, I, I heard that, but it was. You know what it lacked? Research. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You got to research a you gotta, chirp before you, you do it. You got to research a good chirp. Those are the best ones. Yeah, it's like not look real. up that Jamal Murray chirp uh, last week <laughs> about his girl. So on the internet, he did not like it. All right, uh, busy show. We're giving away tickets. Uh, we'll talk about a zombie apocalypse. We'll talk about NCAA brackets. Uh, we're all over the flame. Six five overtime loss, but there's hope. Hope is a good thing. Probably the best of things, according to Andy Dufresne. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's Monday. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. 7.30, Greg Millen, former NHL goaltender, NHL on Sportsnet, Hockey Night in Canada. He was on the Flames broadcast on Saturday night. He'll join us. Dennis Bernstein, Sirius XM, NHL Radio, senior writer, fourth period, will join us. Tee up the Kings side of the Kings and Flames matchup. He'll also uh, have a look around the NHL. Dennis, super dialed in, especially in on the Western Conference. And uh, our man Lou, Peter Labardius, 8.30. We'll get Lou's take on the Calgary Flames. Talk about Nazem Kadri with Lou. Get some life lessons. And we're also giving away a foursome all week. A round for four at Wingfield Golf Club all week. We're asking you a 960-960 name and location. Jacob Markstrom smashes goalie sticks mm-hmm. like I smash blank. Mm. And yes, to some of the textures already. Very clever. I get it. Very nice. I get what you're smashing. Ha, ha, ha. You got to get... You got to get... You creative. gotta be better than that, and boys. it's gotta be a little radio friendly. Yeah, I can't say specific words about specific kitty cats. I okay. can't do that. You... I can't do that. <laughs> so Jacob Markstrom smashes goalie sticks like I smash blank. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Later on, I will tell you the chances of surviving a zombie apocalypse in Calgary, and some NCAA bracket math. Yay. Yeah. I don't have the brackets in my morning report. Okay. But Sorry. I'll tell you about brackets and you actually chance of you picking a perfect bracket. But right now, the Rose Report. Yep. And it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. My goodness, what a weekend it was. The Flames battled the Stars Saturday night. I think it's a little bit of a, that just a media thing. Yeah, uh, World Baseball Classic Elimination Round is upon us. Jay's Spring Training, Raptors, Golf. Tennis, Roughnecks, Hitman, Wranglers, and more all inside today's Morning Report. Everything is happening. So let's get going. Saturday saw the Flames play the Stars at the Dome. Just one game at home before heading down to California, before returning home from a two-gamer in the desert. Markstrom back between the pipes. Milan Lucic scratched for Nick Ritchie. That the only roster change. Here are the lines. Manjapani skated with Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli. Jonathan Huberto with Michael Backlund and Blake Coleman. Dylan Dubé with Nazem Kadri and Walker Dewar. And then uh, Nick Ritchie, Adam Rzichkin, Trevor Lewis. They did end up doing a little swap after the first period with mm-hmm. Lewis and Dewar. But that's how they looked to start the game, at least, George. What was your initial reaction on uh, the lines Any- before puck drop? Anytime Milan Lucic is a healthy scratch, it's surprising. You, it catches your interest. Sure does. Mm-hmm. Um, not surprised that Pelche's not in the lineup again. Natural progression for a first-year player. I'm not worried about the kid. He'll get yep. into the lineup sooner rather than later. Now that they're playing in some back-to-backs and stuff like that, and you got some veterans and trying to find some new combinations, especially with that Kadri line, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Pelche again sooner rather than later. Not a great start for Red. Here's Joe Pavelski, a hard pass, a kick, cross, and now Rope hits with a shot stop. Loose back of the blue paint, and they score. Slaps it behind Markstrom's net. Goaltender can't clear it. Fox to Hintz with a shot stop rebound. They score. 
Braddock Fox up, buries the rebound in just one minute and 58 seconds into the first period. Well, it's two nothing star. Didn't even roll all four lines, and the Flames were down by two. Oh. Just a minute 58 into period number one. Um, that look Jacob Markstrom gave the ref after his clearing attempt hit him, and then the Stars picked up the rebound and put it in the net after yeah. after he made the initial stop. Yeah. And Marsh is like, seriously? Like, you're killing me here, dude. Like, when your dog, like, looks in your eye and then pees on the floor in your house, you're like, dude, yeah. what, come on, man. Like, yeah. it's not that hard. Just, Throw me a freaking bone here. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way. Yeah. Cut it out. And and that if that wasn't a micro... There was a lot of microcosms of the flame season in this yeah, game. sure. If that wasn't, uh, again, puck luck. People like to talk about puck luck. I'm not really a believer in puck luck. Sure. Because everything essentially um, evens itself out throughout the entire season. Which I think is kind of the point of puck luck, but it's fine. Yeah, anyway. Uh, that was super bad luck for Jacob Markstrom and the Flames, that second goal. Had a lot of luck the night prior down Vegas. And even the, the game first prior. goal was such a scramble. Yeah. Well... Starts with an offensive zone turnover, and yeah. all of a sudden you're chasing. And who's the one guy that jumps on a rebound? Of course, it's freaking Joe Pavelski. Yeah. Uh, good thing for the Flames was that they went right to work. Tyler Toffoli centers it. Andrew Majapani shoots a stop rebound. They score. Elias Lindholm slaps the puck into the Stars' net. His 20th goal of the season. It was 80s night at the Saddle Dome, so the heat was on as the uh, goal song. I was loving it. Really enjoyed that. A hard forecheck leads to a turnover. Elias Lindholm buries a rebound just a minute and three seconds after the Stars took the lead. Flames were on the board. Hope you made it to your seats before the three-minute mark. Both teams had an unsuccessful power play after that. Rasmus Anderson hit the post after that. And what was probably the Flames' best chance before the Stars got another goal. There's a shot by Haskinen. He scores. A clean face-off win by Jamie Benn. Back to the left point to Miro Haskinen, who puts the puck on net. Wyatt Johnston may have tipped it. Sure did. 20th goal of the season for Johnston. The deflection gives the Stars a 3-1 lead just a few minutes before the intermission. Probably lucky to only be down by two as well. The Stars did press late in the first. Flames couldn't complete a pass, but they get to the break down by just a single goal. Yeah, again, I like the Flames pushback. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I thought that was good. And I thought Elias Lindholm had a ton of jump on Saturday night, which was a big plus. Thought things started to turn in the second period after Blake Coleman took a tripping penalty, but then the Flames executed the kill to perfection. Lindholm, a huge part of that. Him and Michael Backlund, the stars of the show on the kill. The Flames started to build momentum, and not much later in the period, they would break through. Lindholm, it's an offensive zone draw to Uyghur. Uyghur shoots. That shot's blocked by Pavelski. Uyghur gets it back, walks in, shoots, and scores! Mackenzie Uyghur with his third goal this season, second in three games, and on top of that, he won some dude a trip. It was the uh, Cowboys' minute to win it inside the Saddle Dome. So coming out of a commercial break at the Flames score within a minute of play resuming, someone wins a car or a trip or something like that, and a dude wearing a blasty Mackenzie Weger jersey That's awesome. wins a trip to Vegas with Mackenzie Weger scoring the goal. How extra electric was that goal with the fans? It was wild. Like, people were losing their mind. That's awesome. And then on top of that, the Flames were building momentum as well. And, hey, props to Mackenzie Weger, who you can tell is really finding his game right now. Yeah, um, to, to be... Like the chances of that happening, not only get picked and then the score in that exact minute to win that exact hey, prize. We've seen it maybe a dozen times this year and over yep. until yesterday. I think it's the second time I've seen someone do the minute to win it and get it correctly at the saddle though. Um what was that uh what was that CFL game, Patrick, when uh the person could win like a bajillion dollars if two kickoff returns happened in the same game and then the second one there was a mysterious flag, which I'm sure came from a grocery store to say, Hey, we don't want to pay this <laughs> That was a bomber game a few years back. Yeah. Lady had she they had the opening kickoff and then they had one in the second half that was brought back. Yeah. yeah. She could have won the million dollars there. Yeah, which it never should have been brought back. Best best prize I've ever been to at a game. Mm. Years ago, sure. I went to a Monday nighter between the Cardinals and the um, 49ers in Arizona. Uh-huh. And the prize for the for the thing, if if the opening kickoff is returned to the house, somebody wins a house. <laughs> and somebody won a house. They actually won it? They won it. Oh, the opening goodness. kickoff was returned to the house. That's and incredible. somebody won a house. That's so good. I love when people Can you imagine win prizes. You go to a game and you win a house. Oh, anything like that. And I'm definitely emphasizing the word house. 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but that's awesome. Winning like in that minute, because you're right. Because you're staring at the clock when you're at the game, hoping they would score for that person to win the prize. My favorite part was literally they showed him on the screen as the celebrations going, and like they're all the lights and stuff. And he turns around, it's like Uyghur, and then the crowd like lost that's their awesome. minds after that. Uh, so the Flames were within one, ten, twenty, and they'd get it all locked up just a few minutes later. Slide it left point to Weger. Backlund gets tackled. Here's Weger. Anderson. He walks in. He shoots. And Ocher loses it. And they score. They score. Loose defensive coverage allows Anderson to walk into his shot. He forces it through Jake Ottinger. And then Coleman sweeps it home as the Flames tied the game. And they'd continue to press. Anderson takes over in the near quarter and springs Richie. He's got a breakaway. Richie deeks, shoots, scores. So Rasmus Anderson with a couple of heads up plays. He takes the shot, primary assist on the Coleman goal. And then there, battle in the corner, the puck winds up on his stick. He looks up, spots Richie streaking, tape to tape pass, and Richie is able to beat Jake Ottinger five hole. Terrible change for the Flames a few moments before, but they escape it unscathed. And they end up uh, getting their first lead of the contest. Yeah, um, what a momentum swing that was. And even watching the game in that third period... Um, sorry, you just played the Richie goal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. But we'll get to the third period in sec. But heading into that third period, especially with how this game and how Seesaw it was, didn't it feel like, wow, this feels like a massive period for the Calgary Flames? Well, especially because Jason Robertson scores near the end of the second. Now yeah. it's 4-4 going into the third. And you're like, man, okay. Outplayed, outscored 3-1 in the first, outplayed Dallas and outscored them 3-1 in the second. It's one of those where you're like, okay, what do you got? This is gut check time, right? And that's the one thing about this team lately. Yeah, but at least there's no quit. Mm -hmm. Like, I watched the Jets yesterday in St. Louis. They quit in that third period. They're like, yeah, this is not happening for us today. Let's shut it down, get on the plane, get out of St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Or uh, Stabby Louis as... uh, Frank Cervalli called in on our show. Oh, uh, Stabby St. Louis. Yeah, I had it ready St. for Louis. later. Yeah, yeah that's, there we that's go. Good. Um, but yeah, again, if you're a Flames fan watching this team, at least there's that. There's the effort. And uh, good for Nick Ritchie getting back in the lineup. You know, he's, he's a big dude, takes dumb penalties, but still has a bit of a scoring touch. <laughs> hey, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think he took a dumb penalty in that game. No, he didn't. So that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, step in the right direction to start the third period. Uh, Flames with a really strong push in the first half of the frame. The Stars would ice it, and Daryl Sutter throws the Adam Rizicka line out there. Here's Stewart, right point to Anderson, who winds and fires and scores! Rasmus Anderson beats Jake Ottinger with an 83.7 mile an hour slap shot. That was Walker Dewar's best shift of the game for sure. He goes down low, he works around the outside. He tees up Rasmus Anderson for the slap shot, goes through traffic, is able to beat Jake Ottinger. Flames led after that. Um, some real nice work on that goal. Just came uh, before the midway point of period three. Greg Millen uh, is joining us at 7.30. He was literally saying on the broadcast seconds before that goal, man, the next goal and Flames got to <laughs> get this done. This feels like the season here for the Calgary Flames. And then Rasmus Anderson scores and the Flames are up. Man, man. hmm. I don't want to offend anybody, but I might. TV timeout right after that. Fans started getting all restless, and somebody or somebody's uh, started doing the freaking wave. Got a little bit of momentum. The wave started cooking. The Flames were only up by one goal, and as the momentum gained for the wave, the momentum also gained for the Stars. Stars captain, get up the left side, tries a shot. It gets blocked, and now it's centered. Hawk and Paul waits, shoots, and scores. Yep. There it is. You can literally hear the wave in the background for the first, like, five seconds of that. Surf's up, bro. So you're blaming the wave for the tying goal? It might be the only NHL fan base, maybe the only North American fan base that still does the wave. And does it up by one goal. And yes, I am. Because every time they fl- the fans do the wave in a close game, the Flames get scored All on. All postseason last year, man. Because you know what? I think the other team sees it as a little bit of a kick in the ass. I think it's also a little bit of a discombobulating type of thing. Have you ever heard of the term confirmation bias? The wave was great in 1986 when it was invented. Now it's one of the cheesiest things you can I'm, do at a sporting event. I'm sure uh, when the Flames fans done have done the wave, the team actually has won games and 
But I'm just saying. No, here's my thing. Do the wave when the game is away. I like yeah, how Do the game when it's done. in the final minute. It drives I love me when they sing Country Road. That's great. When it's great. Up late. It's amazing. It's electric in the building. Yeah. Pay attention to the game. It's a one-goal game. Yep. Focus. Like, are you that bored? It. You have to raise your nuts. hands up in the air and wave them? Like, like you just don't care? It's stupid. I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. Okay. And I think it's very distracting. And if, if you want to go to the game sure, and do the wave, conf- go ahead. No. If you want to go to the yeah, do game the and wave, go do the wave, go to the pool. Go to the beach. Yeah, a wave go pool. Go to Killarney. Go to, to Bowness. Right. You know what? I love Beat how, it. I love how passionate you both are about being anti-wave. I hate it. Okay. I, as soon as it started, I was like, they're going to get scored on here. Sure enough, 30 seconds later, hmm. they get scored on. And then the game went to overtime. Pavelski saucers it up the near side to Robertson, who walks in. Robertson cuts to the middle, shoots, and scores. Flames had probably like three or four great um, chances How do they not that. score in overtime? Anderson hit a crossbar or a post. Michael Backlund had a backdoor tap-in, and uh, those are just the ones I can remember off the top of my head. Did that just hop over Backlund's stick? Is that what happened? I think it did. I think he even got a piece of it. And he dropped a, a really loud fudge on the way to the bench that you could you could definitely hear it on the like broadcast. Like that old uh, Bruce Boudreaux gift? Yeah. And, um, Shoot. Yeah. And uh, you, you could definitely, Rick Ball goes, oh, you can hear the frustration. Um, League leading, 15th extra time loss. Which is just mind-blowing. Even if the Flames win two or three more of these extra points, they're they're right there, the Winnipeg Jets here, in a playoff spot. It's actually laughable how many times the Flames have lost in overtime or a shootout this season. And it's not like it's not like it's it's this big, you know, oh, the Flames are getting dominated in the extra. It's not this. Three on three is a total crapshoot. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not it's not that much different from a shootout. No, nope, it's would essentially agree. a coin flip because it's not five on five. It's not the way hockey's played. It's gimmick. The three on three is a gimmick, much like the shootout, and it is exciting to watch. But it's not like there's a ton of there is some chance and luck involved in a three on three overtime. It's a skills competition, and the Flames have been on the on the on the wrong end of way too many of these. And the most fascinating storyline to me from Saturday was there's a few points. Lucic sits. Uh, Pelche continues to sit. The lineup uh, getting thrown into blender. And Nazem Kadri, the guy who you spent all that money on as a free agent, doesn't get a shift in the extra in the extra frame. The coach staples him to the bench. Yeah, he hasn't been good enough lately. And that's something and he I hasn't someone that Miller I really about, rely on in overtime. Peter Labardius about. I want to get their thoughts on that. All righty. So the Flames lose in overtime, but they did get good news on the out-of-town scoreboard. Get to that in just a second. The Flames week looks like this. Tonight in L.A. to battle the Kings. Put a pot on. 8.30 puck drop down in Tinseltown. After the game, a quick trip to Anaheim where they'll battle the Ducks tomorrow night. Second last set of back-to-backs for the Flames. Thursday, they host Vegas. Saturday afternoon, the Sharks come to town. Flames enter action four points behind the Jets after Winnipeg took on the Blues down in St. Louis yesterday. Stabby St. Louis. The Jets would outshoot the Blues in the first period, but only one goal in the game. Hellebuck down, kicks it out. Rebound, Letty, back door. They score! Kasperi, Kapanen, St. Louis grabs the first one. That was the theme for the game. The Jets outshot the Blues in the second, but the Blues scored the only goal. The Jets outshot the Blues in the third, but the Blues scored the only goal. In the end, 3-0. The Jets can't get anything past the 6-5, 22-year-old netminder Joel Hofer. First shutout, or I guess not a shutout for him, as he did have to take some time off to get his skate adjusted, but the former Western leaguer ends up stopping every puck that he faced in his fourth NHL start, and you love that if you're a Flames fan. Predators are a point behind the Flames. They've only got two games in hand after playing the Rangers yesterday, and this one was done in period one. Battling with Panarin. Rangers come away with it. They have a two-on-one. Down the left side, Trocek with Miller. Trocek across. Miller scores! His third point of the period. Keandre Miller makes it 4 nothing Rangers. Third point of the period. He would end up with four. Four goals on five shots for the Rangers. Chased Kevin Lankinen. More like Kevin Yankinen, am I right? Not bad. Oh, come on now. That was better than that, Alex. Crickets? My goodness. Uh, Predators chased the Rangers around. Miller had four points in the first period as they went on to a 7-0 victory over the Preds. 
That's great news for the Flames. Jets and Predators both lose in regulation. Five other contests, the Canucks and Ducks down in Anaheim. Canucks had won five, six of seven. Ducks had points in four of their last five. Playing loose, George. Quentin Hughes, JT Miller, and Elias Pettersson combined on two goals as the Canucks beat the Ducks 2-1. to one. And you know what that means. It's time for the fake lottery. Three weeks left in the regular season here. Teams are tanking like hell for Connor Bedard. Important to note that Connor Bedard had 12 points over three games this season in the Western League and is now sitting at 141 in 55 games. Yeah, I saw something like he has 76 points since 26 games after the World Junior Hockey Championship. Yeah, he's turning it on, they bad. would say. This, I like your game show voice. This morning, the Canadiens hold the fifth best odds and the Canucks hold the eighth best odds. Let's go ahead and give her a spin. And a humongous congratulations to the Philadelphia Flyers. Wow. Who have won the draft lottery. The second selection goes to the Florida Panthers, who move up from the 15th best odds all the way up into the fifth spot. That's the uh, first time we've seen a team not be able to win Bedard actually win one of these. Which we would be great for the Habs because they own the Florida Panthers first round pick. Yes, exactly. That would transfer to Montreal. So they would get the fifth overall pick to go with uh, their seventh overall selection there. Mm. And uh, how many games would it take before John Tortorella scratches Connor Bedard? <laughs> For maybe lack of defensive play, I feel like you might give twenty him a, games. I don't know. That's a that's a great question. Yeah. Hmm. Elsewhere, Jake DeBrusque had four points as the Bruins crushed the Sabres seven nothing. Uh, Jeremy Buffalo. Swayman stopped twenty six shots for another shutout. He stopped sixty two shots for back to back shutties. <laughs> but yeah, tough for Buffalo. That's pretty much put a pin in it. Uh, Alex Ovechkin scored twice, but Matt Boldy scored thrice as the Wild beat the Capitals 5-3. Minnesota's a point back at Dallas and two points ahead of Colorado. Vegas beat Columbus 7-2. Four points for Alex Pietrangelo. Three goals for Jack Eichel, his fourth career hat-trick. Yuri Patera stopped 35-37 shots in the Vegas net, another former Western leaguer with a great night there. Other action, Devils and Lightning from Tampa. Andre Palat's returned to the city where he won two cups and played 628 regular season games over 10 seasons. How many playoff games did Andre Palat play over his 10 seasons in Tampa Bay? I'll give you a hint. He made the playoffs eight times. I'm going to say he's played... 56 games. He played 628 regular season games over 10 seasons, over eight playoff runs, 138 playoff games. Wow, was I way off on that. Like 20% of his games, of his regular season games, could have been in the playoffs, which is kind of crazy. Uh, he didn't find the score sheet in this one, but the Devils did win 5-2. to two. Four games today ahead of the Flames and the Kings. Not much for playoff relevance. The Predators and Jets, and for what it's worth, the Kraken are all off. The Oilers host the Sharks at 7.30. They're third in the Pacific, four points behind the Kings. Senators visit the Penguins. Pittsburgh's a point ahead of the Panthers. That could change by night's end as the Panthers visit the Red Wings. Both those games go at 5 o'clock at 7. The Blackhawks visit the Avalanche. In Jay's spring training action, Alec Manoa got an almost normal start. They took on the Yankees. Big Puma went six innings, allowing five hits and one walk, as well as a single earned run. Struck out four batters as well. Kind of close to the normal lineup. No runs scored as the Jays lost one nothing. Only mustered three hits. They'll play the Tigers at 11 today. World Baseball Classic. Mexico upset Puerto Rico. So they'll play Japan in a semifinal tonight. That goes at five. Japan is a minus 260 favorite when I checked yesterday. Mexico at plus 210 underdog. Other side of the bracket was a wild one. Trey Turner hit a go-ahead grand slam in the eighth inning. The Americans beat Venezuela 9-7 in quarterfinals. As a result, they played Cuba in the semis. This one was not close. The Americans won 14-2. They'll play in the final tomorrow night against this evening's winner. Any thoughts on the World Baseball Classic? Uh, I think we all want to see a Japan-United States final. I think we do, too. I'm, I think we're probably going to get it. Raptors played a couple games over the weekend. They began Saturday at home where Toronto rode a dominant fourth quarter to a 122-107 victory over the Timberwolves. Then on Sunday in Milwaukee to face the Bucks. George, what can you tell us about this game? Uh, Raptors had their fifth Raptors had a, their fifth chance to, to get to the 500 mark last night in Milwaukee against the Bucks. 
Yeah, they didn't do it. They lost 118-111. Outscored mm. 29-16 in the fourth quarter. Ooh. Raptors shot a putrid 44.4% from the field. And even worse news, uh, Scotty Barnes had to leave this game with a wrist injury. They thought it was broken. X-rays came back negative. Mm-hmm. They're going to reevaluate him. We'll see how long he's out for. But just a bad fourth quarter last night in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Interesting. It's an old reference from Wayne's World from way back when. Next game is Wednesday when they host the Indiana Pacers uh, in Jolf. Swing through the ball and wherever we try to go find it, that would probably be the best (laughs) best idea for me. It was the Valspar Championship uh, down in Palm Harbor, Florida. 29-year-old Tyler Moore shot four under Sunday to come from behind and win his first tour event, having been on tour since 2016. Only four top ten finishes before this weekend, so congrats to Moore. Three Canadians in the field. Only Nick Taylor made the cut. Finished uh, tied for 10th at three under seven strokes off of the winner. The Live Tour had their second event of the season down in Tucson. Uh, shout out to Sergio Garcia and the Fireballs for winning by a four-stroke margin. While they aim to light a fire in their fans, there's a strong supportiveness of their teammates. Ugh. They'd rather lose a tournament and win a friend than lose a friend and win a tournament. Are we sure about that? <laughs> um, I read a story this weekend about Liv. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, uh, every crew member on the television side, uh-huh. they took away their uh, health benefits. Oh. What, yeah. what about that unlimited money? Nope. Sorry, <laughs> you don't get health benefits. Hmm. They the, took away the money all, starting to run out already. Doesn't matter. Hmm. They're, they're, they're throwing money all around. Uh, they wanted uh, Will Zalatoris for hundreds of millions of dollars. Will yeah, Zalatoris like- said, nope. Uh, but uh, when it comes to a camera guy, uh, not having to pay for a broken arm. Sorry, not on the live tour. Especially down in the U.S. where yep. that would be awfully nice. Um, individually, hate to admit a good ending, but it was a four-man playoff between Carlos Ortiz, Danny Lee, Brandon Steele, and Louis Oosthuizen. Uh, Danny Lee would end up taking this one home. So you congrats. see the trophy that they gave out too? I didn't. It looks so evil. Does it? It's a giant black L. Like it's just. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're just handing out L's on the yeah. live tour these days. It's hey? Like you won a serial killer game show or something. <laughs> that's that's what kind of trophy <laughs> it looks like. Congratulations! You left the most, yeah. the least amount of clues at the yeah. crime scene. That's what it is. At Indian Wells, the finals were yesterday on the men's side. Top-seeded Carlos Ooh. Alcaraz defeated fifth-seeded Daniil Medvedev in Crushed straight him. sets, 6-3 and 6-2. On the women's side, it was 10th-seeded Alina Rybakina of Kazakhstan. Rybakina, yep. who de- of Kazakhstan, who defeated the Russian Arena Sabalenka. Uh, the second seed in straight sets, the wild first set, uh, 13-11 in a tiebreaker. Miami Open begins on Tuesday. It's back-to-back ATP 1000 events here and- in March. Uh, again, it is uh, the sunshine double, as they call it in tennis. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness my boy Novak Djokovic is not allowed to play in Miami. Keeping because, everybody safe. Because he is a threat to the public mm-hmm. if That's he actually would play. Especially in Florida. Thank goodness he's not allowed to. Especially in Florida. Uh, the Rough House was rocking on Friday. Uh, we had some dandy seats to take in an 11-6 yeah. Roughnecks victory over the rival Saskatchewan Rush. There's over 17,000 rowdy fans on hand for the uh, second straight Roughnecks game on St. Paddy's Day. Uh, did you like the, the chant? Yeah. Vominos, vominos. I just didn't understand why. Bang, bang, bang. I, I still haven't got an answer vominos. why. Because it means let's go in Spanish. But why Spanish? I don't know because the song's a banger, George. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. But like, I think that's I think that's the reason. Okay. But I, I get don't it. Know. Maybe if there's someone listening that actually knows the reason, we would appreciate it. But like, this I get track it. Is I feel like it's been their goal song since mm-hmm. they won their championship back in the way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 2006. I watched them win a championship. Uh, but it was fun. Hey, I wanted to ask you, because I did think you had some great chirps for the Saskatchewan Rush. They were well thought out. Could Would you mind sharing any? Because well, no, they were really family friendly okay, as no, well. No, it was. They were stupid, as usual. But I, I did say something like, uh, hey, Saskatchewan, you need to do a better job of contributing to Canada's GDP. Yeah, that was a good one. I did one. say something like that. There was one about uh, the eighth highest population. Yeah. That was fun. Hey, Sask- yeah, hey Saskatchewan, uh, you have the eighth. Highest population in Canada. Nobody wants to live there or yeah, something like that. something like that. There's a couple about it being flat. Yeah, I did yeah, was, say that. And uh, I had one in the holster about life expectancy, but I didn't get to uh, it. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah, the rush didn't score a goal no. and give you that opportunity. 
Hitman had three games this weekend. They lost to Lethbridge 6-4 Friday. Saturday, they beat Medicine Hat 2-0. Braden Peters with a 23-save shutout. And then on Sunday, Hitman trailed 3-1 going into the third, but then... Calgary a draw shot, scores! A Seatman shot is tipped by Tonk. Calgary within one. From the tie now, why not? He scores! Brandon, why not? Lights up the joint. It's hmm? going nuts. Excuse me? John Chagall over the line to the wing to watch the shot. He scores! Three unanswered goals. Now lead 4-3. They would beat the Tigers in regulation and back-to-back games. As a result, they jump into seventh place in the East with three games to go. They'll be in Lethbridge Wednesday before a home-and-home with Edmonton on the weekend. And yes, as you heard Brad say... um, Lights up the joint! It's going nuts! The joint was lit. Mm -hmm. It was going nuts. Big win for the Hitman. Wranglers down in Tucson. They win one and they lose one. Uh, another shutout for Dustin Wolf. Stopped 30 saves in a 5 nothing win. Flames top prospect Matt Coronado and Harvard. They reached the AC- ECAC conference final, but they would lose to Colgate. I'll be back tonight, Invisible Nasties. Mm. Make sure you brush your teeth. So what does that mean now? Now they are in the Frozen Four tournament so- because the selection show was yesterday. They're one of the 16 teams. Um, so you want them out as quickly as possible? They're taking on Ohio State. They'll yeah, potentially. They got... Well, I don't know if you want them out as early as possible. Like, the Frozen Four ends on April 6th. So even if it ends then. Get him for a week. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather him just win the whole darn thing. Like, he was the MVP at the ECAC tournament last year when Harvard won it. So there's not a whole lot more he can do at that level. Or they sign him here and he's a shot in the arm to the lineup. Like, I think he could but still. But would Daryl play him? I don't know if Daryl will. And I think that he could still be, if I'm not mistaken, able to play in a couple games at least if he manages to get all the way to the end of Frozen 4. Mm. But you'd have to beat like the two-sade Quinnipiac. It's a tough way for them to get there. Uh, in the AJHL postseason, Blackfalls beat Calgary back on Friday, Game 5. So the Bulldogs advanced to the second round with a 4-1 to win. The Canmore Eagles avoided elimination Friday, but could not do so on Sunday. They fall to Drumheller. In overtime, Sam Samard ended the series. Drum Heller will play Black Falls. Okotoks draws the powerhouse Brooks Bandits in the next round. And a huge congratulations to the Mount Royal University Cougars women's hockey team nice. who won their very first national championship. They were the eighth seed this weekend. They beat the first seed. They beat the third seed. And they also beat Concordia, who I don't know where they were seated in this thing. But uh, congrats to the ladies for winning their first national championship. And Caitlin Ross for being the MVP. The netminder was outstanding nice. over the course of the weekend. Uh, tough draws for the UFC Dinos men's hockey team and the Mount Royal Cougars women's volleyball team. But congratulations on just making it to championship weekend in itself. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Terrific job. And the Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Jam-packed 7 o'clock hour. Greg Millen, former NHL goaltender, NHL on Sportsnet. Hockey Night in Canada is going to join us at 7.30. More on the Flames 6-5 overtime loss to the Dallas Stars on Saturday night. Also, we're giving away a uh, a round for four, a foursome. Free round at Wingfield Golf Club. Uh, we're asking you on 96960 on the text line. Jacob Markstrom smashes goalie sticks like I smash blank. Jacob Markstrom smashes goalie sticks like I smash blank. 96960. I will tell you your chances to surviving a zombie apocalypse in Calgary. And we'll dive into some NCAA bracket numbers. We'll do all of that in the 7 o'clock. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960. The fan.